0: So, Caitlin, who are we going to cancel today?
1: How about OnlyFans?
0: Yeah, I heard that they're looking to uh move away from adult content which seems pretty
1: pretty yikes yeah they are looking like the latest corporation to sort of take advantage of a bunch of sex workers and queer people to uh, build their brand before just dumping them so we'll get more into that later but pretty shameful okay hi everyone i'm caitlin burns And I'm Oliver Ash-Klein. And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy.
0: The show where we take a closer look at all of the panic around cancel culture.
1: With thoughtful analysis.
0: And verbal shitposting. So, Caitlin, I see you had a big cover story in Teen
1: Vogue. I did. It was my first cover story. Tell me about it. Um, it was really great. They actually approached me to write it. It was a profile of Representative Marie Newman from Illinois and her transgender daughter, Evie, two really delightful people. And uh, it was really great. Any any highlights you want to share? Um, we broke a little bit of news in that she is expecting the Equality Act to come up for a vote in the Senate by the end of the calendar year, which would be a big deal. A couple of highlights. uh, Evie does not believe in (laughs) the power of American democracy to solve our problems, which is really interesting coming from, you know, the child of a congressperson. (laughs) Huh. Uh, And then, um, you know, they shared Evie's coming out story, I think, for the first time with the media with me. And it was just a wonderful conversation, very relaxed. And I think we produced a good story out of it.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to read it. I've seen so many tweets about how a lot of people got all teary and were having like a lot of feelings reading it. So I'm excited to dive in and have some feelings.
1: (sighs) I'm excited to hear what you think about it. So, Oliver, what's going on with you?
0: Um, I got like, what is that noise? That's my
1: cat scratching to Marcus territory.
0: (laughs) We have a cameo. A cameo. (laughs) That joke will make sense in a minute. So, sorry. (laughs) So, I have been working like 10 and 12 hour days, like totally like busted my ass on the weekends too. Totally overwhelmed. But yesterday, I got to go to the gay beach.
1: Nice. it was
0: amazing. And just what I needed. Uh, gave me a little,
1: little boost. What's it like going outside? Um, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. He's going to over there. <laughs> Sam,
1: why? So I gave him wet food right before we started recording. And every time I do that, I forgot he actually like scratches The microwave stand that's next to his bowl. So it's like, and I did research on this. It turns out this is how cats like mark their territory. So he's making sure other cats know that this is his food. There are no other cats here.
0: I mean, I look. My cat's very territorial. I get it. I get it. She like if there's another cat around, she just pisses everywhere. Like she loses her goddamn yeah. mind. Even if she sees a cat out the window, so we got to be real careful. Oh, <laughs> um. So speaking of cats, um, I think that that gets into our shameless self promotion. We got a very <laughs> sweet review from Fernandez who said, I love this podcast. They make me think about things differently. They're incisive and hilarious, but never mean-spirited. Ooh, I'm not sure about that one, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> also, in my opinion, Caitlin's adorable cat should make some more cameos.
1: Oh my god, they actually spelled it cameos. Speaking of which, yeah, he's we can making hear. making his it. appearance. <laughs> scratch, 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 scratch.
0: Oh my lord, Sam! Why is chill out, my friend? If you
1: hear it, uh, it's part of the flavor of the show. He is the third co-host, so I feel like this is loud.
0: I I don't know. It's as, as an audio person, it's really <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> um, but well, Sam is still making an appearance. So I don't think my little baby Zola is going to make a cameo because she's not. She's not a big crier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got this triceratops uh, ottoman Mm -hmm. and I opened it and put it together last night and my cat thought it was another animal and was like totally freaked out by it oh my god (laughs) that's adorable and she kept like coming close to it and like kind of (sighs) sniffing it and like ready to like whatever and I was was a little bit mean I might have like pushed it towards her and moved it and she might have like scrambled (laughs) Oh no! Um, so now she thinks it's alive, which is probably not not the best thing, but also hilarious. Um, She's precious.
1: So OnlyFans. Oh my lord! Oh, my lord. Um, I kind of feel like everybody saw this coming. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the adult entertainment site OnlyFans is. Trying to raise new funding for expansion, they're seeking a valuation of $1 billion. And to do this, they're actually, um, and this is according to an anonymous source, but it's been widely reported. I see it in Bloomberg, Business Insider, a bunch of other places. To do this, they're reportedly going to move away from adult content and become a more mainstream online media site where celebrities and athletes can connect with fans. Yeah,
0: and this is something that a lot of sex workers have been talking about as kind of inevitable for a while.
1: Well, it's happened Um, a couple of times now. I mean, Tumblr did the same thing. You also had Craigslist basically mm -hmm. did the same thing. Like, I mean, not uh, the same thing, but they, they both capitalized and profited from adult content until they got to like a certain size where they could like turn to respectability and sort of turn their back on sex workers and queer people who depended on the sites for survival. So I don't think anybody is really surprised by this, but I think it brings up some interesting free speech implications to this, right? Because Every time sex workers find a safe, profitable place to do their business online, it, it gets shut down, right? And there's lots mm-hmm. of reasons for that. And it's not just you know companies like OnlyFans taking advantage of them before dumping them later. There's also FOSTA-SESTA, which is a federal law is very complicated. we''ve I've written about it a couple of times, but basically it holds companies liable for any sex trafficking charges connected to sites. I'm not doing a good job describing that.
0: <laughs> basically what what it does by um, holding these companies liable for any kind of speech around sex trafficking is these companies uh, are gonna shut down all sex related speech, right? So they're targeting a bunch of sex workers and shutting them down. And that's kind of the chilling effect.
1: Yeah. So taking a step back from this, one of the reasons why this targets sex workers in particular so hard is because oftentimes under the law, sex trafficking and sex work are conflated with each other and sex workers can be charged as sex traffickers in a variety of different ways right so mm-hmm. the effect of this law is that it's it's produced this massive chilling effect where basically any online site that has adult content has to be like extra careful about moderation and whatnot. So it actually incentivizes places like OnlyFans to move away from adult content and into something quote unquote safer that's not affected by fosta Sesta. I don't like they didn't come out and say this is the reason why they were doing this, but the law does create an incentive for companies to just ditch sex workers but at the same time it's a very easy way for them to like build their initial platform and company size so it's
0: so they're really exploiting the labor of sex workers to exactly. make a bunch of money and then cast them out which is so fucked up
1: right and we've seen before moderately known people will jump on OnlyFans and sort of grab the spotlight to profit at the expense of other people who are in more of a survival situation uh, where they need that work or that's like their only safe alternative to just going out on the street, which is, as we all know, the most dangerous way to perform sex work. What I would really would want to get to is like, what does all of this mean for free speech? And I guess I'd throw the question to you to start with is... We have a couple of like swirling ideas around this, right, where you have profiting companies and you have the government coming in with these heavy handed fines that disincentivize, you know, adult content on basically the entire American Internet. So like, what does that mean for free speech? We have these big free speech arguments, right, and they're always confined to like what happens on this liberal arts campus in New England or um, who's allowed to have a book that's not canceled. We'd never ever talk about, you know, this type of thing where it's literally the government coming in and saying we are going to punish you for certain kinds of speech.
0: As all of these conversations are going around about quote unquote free speech. Like this is arguably the only one that actually is about free speech because it's the government censorship of this. It is also censoring a marginalized group right which is like doubly I don't know I think doubly like fucked up and an issue but you know if it weren't for the law right because there are other sites that without SESTA FOSTA also before would censor this kind of content right Mm -hmm. and like I've I've thought a lot about that because you know when Twitter like Van Donald Trump or whatever like everyone kind of like We're like oh free speech blah 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 like the aclu even said stuff about free speech you're like where were all these people like upset about free speech when twitter is always kicking like sex workers and trans people off
1: i mean and then you get into situations with like the instagram breast debate (laughs) which is like what constitutes a female breast uh because female breasts like displaying female breasts are like banned on the platform but they don't have a definition for it it's like it creates these really absurd situations (laughs)
0: I don't know. This is something that I'm still working through and trying mm-hmm. to figure out where, where I feel because on one hand, like I do agree with that these tech platforms, these social media sites, like do have too much control over people's speech? Mm-hmm. Like obviously the SESTA-FOSTA stuff and like sex workers being silenced through that is a free speech issue. Um, but a lot of these platforms ban a lot of that regardless, right? And so that falls into more like their their typical moderation protocols and stuff. And I do think that they do have too much control over that. But I also like don't really trust the government. Like I don't think full like anything goes on social media platforms is good for democracy. We've seen that it spreads a bunch of misinformation, right? We Mm -hmm. see the way that people get harassed and threatened and doxxed and all of this stuff. And so I don't I don't know what the solution is because on one hand, like I don't trust the government to do it and I also don't trust the tech companies to do it. And so I think, I think we're kind of fucked, which is a little dark, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a solution. Like I think that maybe like, I don't think that this will actually happen, but like if a bunch of people who are experts on all of this all got together and established like best practices, around all this who have like stopping the spread of misinformation, protecting the rights of marginalized people, like if they have those values in mind and come up with best practices for moderation. But like, I don't think legally there's anything that really, I don't know. I don't trust the government too. And I don't trust tech companies too. And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And yeah,
1: I don't see how you solve this issue without (laughs) either of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) right but if it's the government it's just gonna be like anything goes and you're gonna have harassment and misinformation up the wazoo because it's you know censorship not to and if it's the tech companies then they're gonna you know do their respectability thing and the government's also gonna shut down sex workers no matter what because like the government doesn't respect sex work as work.
1: yeah one of my frustrations with the quote unquote cancel culture discourse and the free speech discourse is it's very centered on one very narrow set of circumstances that work favorably for the loudest voices and everybody else gets ignored. Right. So that's like one of the reasons we're the only show that, touches on any of these topics that are going to talk about sex workers. Like that's just reality. Right. Um, so I think my, the big takeaway that I would like people to have, um, and we should get a guest actually to talk about this at some point.
0: Anna Valens would be great.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. That <laughs> we should have gotten her for this one. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think I just want people to realize that it's a much broader quote unquote debate in general than what the media quote unquote, which is kind of ironic because, yes, I'm a member of the media, <laughs> like fr- how they frame this, right? And this is just another example of cancellations, free speech violations that nobody really quote unquote cares about because they're affecting, you know, marginalized folks. It's not cishet white, you know, writers or academics who don't believe in pronouns or whatever bullshit they're on this week, or, you know, an obsession with critical race theory. This is people who are just trying to make a living for themselves and very much struggle to maintain a platform for themselves and for their work. And I think that a lot of the attempts at curtailing their speech, I think it all adds up to making sex work more dangerous for people in general. You know, when when sex workers have the ability to pre-screen clients, their risk of death or bodily harm from those clients goes way down. If online websites take that ability away, their job becomes more dangerous. And this is what sex work advocates have been talking about for ages. And it all stems back to the fact that sex work is criminalized in this country and oftentimes Uh, anti-sex trafficking measures and organizations that push against sex trafficking really don't mind that there's a fuzzy line between sex trafficking and sex work under the law, right? It's just pretty nefarious in the end.
0: Yeah, and a lot of them are also anti-sex work on top of that.
1: I think they're anti-sex work to begin with and they get cover out of the trafficking angle.
0: Oh, totally. They're able to like fear monger about that to get what they want. And like a lot of them just don't want sex work, which is yeah. fine if it's not your if you don't want to do it or you don't want to participate in it. But don't like stop other people from doing things that they're like fine with doing consensually yeah. as adults. Like it's um it's pretty gross. It's yeah. pretty gross that people want to control other people's bodies like this just goes back to bodily autonomy.
1: Funny how it always comes back to that.
0: Yeah. Turfs and swerfs. It's a Venn diagram that's just an overlapping circle. So we have have some out-of-context cancellations today that are um, interesting, as always. We love (laughs) our wonderful Discord server that gives us so many good things to cancel. Um, The first one is going to be death. Which
1: all for that. So, did you know that before I transitioned, one of the ways that my dysphoria sort of manifested itself in me is in this like overwhelming fear of what happens after dying? It wasn't dying itself, it's what happens to my consciousness afterwards.
0: I'm really curious about that. Like, how, how does that manifest in dysphoria?
1: Well, first of all, that fear ended when I transitioned. So, obviously, they were related.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: But I think a lot of it had to do with I was afraid that my astrophysical form, so to speak, would stay the way it was on Earth. Oh. So then that's just an eternity of dysphoria, right? Yeah, that that would be bad news. Yeah. So it was really uh, legitimately triggering for me. Anyway, just an aside.
0: No, that's, yeah. That's fair. I uh, I try not to think about death. It kind of freaks me out. Yeah, maybe need to work on that.
1: So let's just cancel it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's just cancel it. Just not a problem anymore. Don't have to worry about it. Great, (laughs) great. Also, gonna cancel some office politics.
1: I'm here for it.
0: Oh my gosh, office politics are so petty and unnecessary. Why do you think
1: I work for myself?
0: (laughs) Why do you think I work for myself?
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, I just, especially with, like, a bunch of, like, cis people, especially when men are running things, but when women run things, too, it's just, like, no. Capitalism and office politics, bad. Cancelled. <laughs> um, Oh, calling women females. It's
1: one of my biggest pet peeves.
0: Why? There's a better word.
1: They're not cows, okay? They're not bovine here they're human beings <laughs> i think it's okay to have a distinction Oof. you know that's interesting this is like the clasping hands meme between misogynists and turfs <laughs> but i repeat myself
0: i mean look look i love it please <laughs> please repeat your good jokes
1: <laughs> another of our uh listeners wants to cancel hollywood making a movie out of ready player one and enabling the author to write a sequel
0: yeah that yeah fuck you hollywood have um, you ever
1: I'll, seen or read ready player one
0: i read the one really bad paragraph in the <laughs> second book yeah. that was really transphobic and fetishizing yeah. I um, that one. it made me really mad and i was like this This person needs to not write books. And I've heard that the rest of them are pretty bad. The rest of it's terrible as well. Yeah, I
1: just don't engage with it. It doesn't sound like something that I'd be interested in, nor does it seem like quality writing. So I don't think I'm missing anything by not consuming any of it.
0: (laughs) No, and I feel fine judging it without having read it and saying all these things about it because (laughs) I know enough people that I trust who have said it's terrible and who have read it. So... I'm sorry that they had to spend their, any moment of their life reading that terrible book. Um, whew.
1: One of our listeners wants us to cancel them for needing to talk to their therapist about something and then not bring it up in the session, which I've done before. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm also gonna say, like, cancel daddy here. That's not cancel worthy, but you do need to bring it up in your next appointment, maybe like write down a note, or if you were bringing it up because you didn't actually want to deal with it, or you weren't ready, like, that's okay, but maybe push yourself if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like you're doing, we're all do- just doing our best, like definitely be gentle with yourself, but also if you need to push yourself and hold yourself accountable a little bit more to get it through, do that, but you don't get canceled for it. No self cancellations for that. Also our discord server wanted us to cancel all gamers, <laughs> oh, God. um, because there's a lot of toxicity and they mm. have suggested that people can apply to not be canceled. Hmm. Um, and so Caitlin, you are the first gamer who's not canceled.
1: That is, uh, uh, I don't know how to take that. (laughs) Um, I think it's a decent idea, um, in concept, but I do know a lot of lovely gamers, uh, who I'd have trouble canceling just off the bat, um and i'll just leave it at that
0: yeah so the cancel that he's not gonna cancel all gamers
1: there are plenty of gamers that definitely deserve it i won't name names no
0: can we cancel all the gamers who are white cis men
1: see i don't even know if i can do that
0: okay we are canceling all the toxic gamers toxic gamers sound good And you can ask us to cancel whatever you want by becoming a Patreon and joining our Discord server. That's only $5 a month.
1: You can get other great perks as well, like getting episodes early um, and all of your support helps us become a weekly show, which we uh, would be ecstatic to get to that point but you can join and learn about other perks at patreon.com slash daddy
0: today's show was made by me oliver ash klein and my amazing co-host caitlin burns
1: daniel peterschmidt made our theme song and eden mw designed our graphics
0: our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work especially the members of our canceler hall of fame with the great power to cancel all of their enemies megan ellis
1: We appreciate your support. Happy
0: canceling.